Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Dan Leiscar. And Dan, you are the founder and chairman of Eon Reality. So we'll be talking virtual reality in this, uh, in this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And Dan, you weren't doing VR, say, 20 years ago, were you? Yes, uh, it appears like yesterday, but it's been 20 years, yeah? Has it really? So what, so what was VR like 20 years ago? <laughs> you know, um, when we started with this, there were the computers alone were like refrigerators uh, size, the same computer power that I have in my iPhone 10 today. Yeah. And the headsets were clunky and you had to have help sometimes to even support your head. So it's a different world uh, than today. And, and I remember like the early days of multimedia and, you know, you had m films like, I think, The Lawnmower Man. And I remember oh, seeing that at the movie theater and I'm like, wow, we're in the future. You know, <laughs> it was just, you know, the animation was just so basic and rudimentary, but it's, you know, it's Moore's Law. I mean, we're just, you know, what we're experiencing right now is just, it's incredible. And I think that, you know, and, and here's where I would love for you to play futurist with us for a while, because I think yeah. everybody wants to know, where do we go from here? I mean, I'm sure that we're going to be experiencing technology five years from now that, you know, we're going to look back at 2020 and go, oh, <laughs> remember then when it was so clunky and it was just so, uh, you know, uh, lack of... Um, you know, just the sense of truly being in that environment. But I think that we're really, I think industries, and this is where, this is where you come in with Eon Reality about how industries are using virtual reality. So before we get into that, like, where are we today? And what should we look forward to in the years ahead? Yeah, that's a very good question. So let's, uh, I just <clears throat> came back from Las Vegas in CES last week and uh. we looked at the latest technologies and we talked with our partners. So let's dissect it and look at the hardware on one side and look at the software. So the software iteration of the latest VR and AR technology starts to merge. The devices become cheaper, faster, better. So they are today affordable for enterprises. They are not yet there for consumers fully. There are some solutions, but not the ones that you can send, sell in the hundreds of millions yet. Uh, the big challenge to, that has been for our industry, the latest challenge has been uh, content and precisely how to create content in an inexpensive way. Think about YouTube, right? Before YouTube, it wasn't that easy to, you know, disseminate or consume video content. YouTube came along, made it very easy. So our task as a company has been to focus on create that creation process and make it easy for normal people, people that don't know programming. They may even not know, uh, let's say, PowerPoint, but they should be able to create that content easily. 
So that's that's a challenge that we've taken upon us. Yeah. And that's allowed us now in the last few years to download more than 41 million users. The other challenge has been the devices, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So what we, our approach there has been, let's do this agnostically. It should work on any type of device, but it should also work on your phone. And the reason for that, your phone or tablet, because especially in AR, if you remember Co- Pokemon Go, that phone, <laughs> Dan, you know, Dan let, me, let, me, let me share... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you said Pokemon Go and all of a sudden I got really excited. So, (laughs) so I'm actually like, this is how much I love it. Like in the early days, it was, you know, it's augmented, you know, we're like looking around, walking around a real world environment. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, at that church over there, there's a Pokestop and, you know, um, and you know, uh, it's just, it's so, I, I think I'm so excited for so many other games and applications to be in the real world and to, to see our real world in different ways. But uh, truth be told, I'm actually a Pokemon Go power user. I'm level, get, I'm almost at level 34 and oh, I really wow. actually set it down for a few years. Uh, but I'm actually the nerd that keeps spreadsheets of all my Pokemon just so I can stay, oh <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay on That's track awesome. with what I need. <laughs> I don't match you there, but where we come in, so there's, there's two spaces. I would say the entertainment space, gaming, that I think has a wonderful future, perhaps on a longer perspective, the immediate, uh, you know, value is what we do, I think, knowledge transfer. So the ability for students to learn faster, remember longer, decide better, like you do in an aircraft simulator, the ability for enterprise to train very difficult situation that you don't want to do in real life because it's too dangerous. So that's where we, we've been focusing on. Uh, so I think what's happening, you asked me where we are today. Today, we are in a position where companies can benefit and actually reduce cost in training and increase productivity and academic institutions can transform education. So that's where we are. Now, you also asked initially, where are we going? Mm. So, you know, nobody can predict the future, but you can get qualified guesses two, three years down the road and less and less qualified if you go 10 years and beyond. So let me start with 10 to 20 years because that's the difficult one. Mm -hmm. So fundamentally where we stand as humanity is at a bifurcation line, right? We can go, it's like in Matrix, you can take the blue pill or the red pill. <laughs> There's two things that are going on here. One is automation and AI, correct? So AI leads that computer increasingly take over our jobs and we'd be rendered, I wouldn't say useless, but different. So that's one vision of the future that's dark and I don't subscribe to. There's another vision where we embrace these machines and live in symbiotic relations with them and connect and become the curious, this driving nature that drove humanity for the last 70,000 years increases, but we take advantage of these machines and we stand on their shoulders. Now, to solve that, if you want to go the positive way, the way I subscribe, we call it human 2.0, enhanced humans, is to find a link between man and machine that's faster than today. Today, we act at the speed of thumb. Today, you are human 1.3. With your phone. You have your phone probably within reach, right? So if I take that away from you, you're not as efficient as you normally are. But imagine, so in a long perspective, we'll find perhaps ways to connect this with our brains. I think things like that will take 20, 30 years. So in a five years perspective or 10 years perspective, we think augmented reality will be the way to do it. Because rather than using your thumbs, you are connected directly to your brain, it's part of your brain, 
And this device knows where you are, what you want to do, what your competence is, and helps you to give you that knowledge injections when you need it, as you need it. So that's, I think, the future. And that's what will enable us to become human 2.0. And we're working towards that future. So, Dan, um, I think one thing that uh, I'd love to ask you about is the big problems that, that, that you are solving with Eon Reality. Now, it's one thing to say, uh, you know, to hear Dan talk about it. One thing we know about virtual reality is it's kind of a very visual medium. And so what I'd recommend is to the person who's listening to us right now, go to eonreality.com and that's E-O-N reality.com. So you can actually see, Dan, what you're about to share with us. Okay. So, uh, you know, when I started this business, my past business was to help uh, aircraft uh, pilots uh, to teach them how to crash land or emergency land on water. You know, as you know, it's not so easy to do that with a real aircraft. It's pretty expensive exercise. So it's very well proven that people can use uh, um, a simulator and train emergency land. Okay, so if I gave you a choice, would you like to fly with someone uh, that has 400 hours of emergency landing on water? Or would you like to fly with someone that read a book about it? It's kind of evident, right? Now, what virtual reality has enabled us, because these simulators are $50 million and above, by creating the same experience in a much cheaper and cost-efficient way. So not only can we train a pilot to do an emergency, but we can train a nurse for an emergency. Mm. We can train an oil rig worker for a tremendous accident. We can train a, a welder how to conduct level three welding. So the ability to uh, visually and tactically learn and transfer knowledge is extremely powerful. And this is now evidenced by medical studies. So we've put people in MRI devices, we study the brain of a normal person reading, watching a movie, and learning, or doing it in a virtual reality. And the level of activity in brain is immense. So people learn faster, remember longer, and make better decisions. Um, And so, Dan, just so people understand why this is so important, this work that you're doing, can you talk a little bit more about well, number one, obviously, there's there's certainly cost savings that can be done. It's it's going to just improve efficiency. You're able to get people like one example that I love is on your website. You you show a virtual re- so you have this virtual reality experience of what to do in a laboratory environment when something goes wrong, and so it's building up this muscle memory and building up that. Oh, I'm so familiar with this experience. I've ran through this in simulation so many times. And then that muscle memory just kicks in and people know exactly what to do. Not only are we saving money, are we, you know, saving time, but Dan, we're saving lives. Absolutely. And, you know, that what you described, the use case, it's the nightmare of any university that has a lab. That's, I mean, if something like that happens... Uh, you know, you get, you get hundreds of millions of dollars of potential damage. So the training use case is very clear. Mm. And we've seen savings just in training cost of 68%. But when you talk about this, what we call low probability, high consequence scenario, when probability is very small that BP will have an accident. But if that happens, 
it could jeopardize the environment, it could actually kill the company. So those are perfect for virtual reality. But here's the interesting thing. It doesn't stop there. So let's say you train for that scenario. And let's say we send you, you're an oil rig worker, and then we send you to Alaska to actually work, right? And during that process, an incident happens. And you know there's 57 steps you have to take precisely, you can't miss one or something bad will happen. So here's where the power of augmented reality comes in. Mm. Once we encapsulate those knowledge, let's say you have to stop a procedure for a pump. If you don't remember the steps, augmented reality can provide them when you need it, as you need it, in the context you need it, and can also verify using AI if you're doing the right stuff. So that's where we go. We're going from learning to training to performing. And I would imagine, tell, talk to me about the actual, like the company, Eon Reality. Um, you know, what kind of size are you at this point? Like, who do you have on staff to, to support the kind of work that you're doing? I would imagine it's a lot of animators and developers. Yes. In fact, uh, yes and no. If we met five years ago, that was true. Yeah. But here's the beauty of it. <laughs> we have evolved. So yeah. let, let's talk a little bit. We started in 99. We had a wonderful start because there was an era of dot-com, if you remember. Yeah. And um, everything could be possible. And so we had a fantastic dream and we had a horrible crash in 2001 mm. uh, where 95% of our competition disappeared. We survived because we migrated for what was possible there, Web 3D to Homeland Security. Obviously, 2001 was a devastated year for, for the United States. And we were able to offer these solutions for, for Homeland Security. And then we grew the company until 2008. And at 2008, I was looking at the business and we were profitable. We were doing well. But let's be honest, my previous business, I took to half a billion. This one was more like a lifestyle business. So I was quite disappointed. Although uh-huh. I love virtual reality, but from a business side point, I said, you know, I don't want to be associated with lifestyle business. So at that point, I gave the company, you know, gave, I still was the shareholder, but left it in custody of my CEO. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to do something else. I did, so I went and did a smart business, a green smart business, took it to $250 million in three, four years, never thinking to come back to virtual reality. Yeah. And here's the life when life throws you interesting things. So I get a call in 2011 from my CEO, Dan, Dan, you have to come back. And I said, why? Virtual reality is taking off. (laughs) It's not going to take off. Keep in mind, this is two years before Facebook invested in Oculus. So anyway, good friends. I came back and I was looking at it and I was saying, wow, look at this. Look at this. The business is going. And you know what it was? You know, the secret was this, this thing. The yeah. computer power in this, we could do a simulator for Aramco that used to cost $1.8 million. We could do it on this device. So when I saw that, I said, this is it. I'll, I'm back. So when we came back, the business was doing good, but it wasn't you know, a global business. It wasn't a billion-dollar business. And yeah. So I said, Let's, why don't we do this? Why don't we take this wonderful watch that works well, we know how to make money, and why don't we, don't we duplicate this around the globe? And you see a map behind me here. If you see, uh, you see just North America, but I'm just about to embark in you know, two weeks to visit about 26 of our offices. So what we did is we, we basically duplicated our approach around the globe. So 82 countries later, some of them I visited 11 times together with my co-workers. Wow. We set up this worldwide 
uh, network. Now, initially, as you well pointed out, the idea was to employ designers to create a lot of content. But, you know, as a business, you want to make a profit, right? And the margin on services are very slim. Sure. Well, after about three, four years, we thought about it and said, wait a second. Well, this is great. 80% of the time, we keep doing the same thing. Why don't we encapsulate that in a platform, YouTube, and uh, sell that platform so we can make money while we sleep? Mm. We don't need to employ all the uh, developers. The consumers, the customers are the developers. IKEA, if you're familiar with the Swedish company, I'm sure you I've are. heard of them. They've gotten plenty of my money over the years. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what's, you, you're probably also sitting there with these drawings and trying to install them. But the point I'm making is that you can actually create, our customers can create the content. And that's where we are today. So today we have 41 million people that downloaded our viewer. It's really inexpensive to download it. And I can mm. teach you less than half an hour to create your own VR application. That's just truly amazing. And so what does Eon Reality do today to acquire new customers? Or are you just kind of like, kind of sitting at the top of the mountain and everybody's just coming to you and you really don't have to do much marketing and sales? No, I wish that was true. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's a constant struggle. If you're an entrepreneur, you know that. But yeah. no, but we, we have our own sales team. Yeah. So we have centers around the world with partners. We have direct sales, which historically used to be 100%. Now what we're seeing, the big, the big partners entering the market, Apple, uh, Dell, Magic Leap, Lenovo, HP, Microsoft. And these people are fighting a trillion dollar war. Oh yeah. About who's gonna dominate. It's like the iOS versus Android war. Who's gonna win that war? And all of them need a platform for knowledge transfer. So we are kind of approached <laughs> by a lot of these partners. And yeah. what we're doing now, we are building the indirect channels to support. So we support all their platforms. So what we're doing now is we strengthen indirect sales. We expanded the direct sales and uh, the global coverage, mm. which is a lot of hard work and requires marketing and many other things. One thing more we do, which I think could be helpful for your listeners, there's a lot, there's thousands of small VR companies around the world that somehow have been decimated or at least hurt by, because VR has gone through a hype curve. Five mm. years ago, there was a lot of excitement. Yeah, like when that. it was on the cover of Time magazine with, yeah, the, with the, the Husky right? kid. <laughs> exactly, and he sold it for $3 billion. And then lots of people jump into this. There was yeah. a lot of money spent. And then, you know, people are underestimating the challenge and overestimating the potential. And then it crashes. Mm. And out of these ashes, a few small company last time called Facebook, Google arises from that. And mm. that's where we are kind of today. So these small companies, we are approaching them. We created a marketplace. So on our platform, if you are a small developer in Los Angeles and created content, great content, we offer you the opportunity to place it on a platform like an Alibaba or a Netflix and publish that, and we give you 70% of the revenue, and we market yeah. this around the globe. So that's Growth through collaboration. I love that. 
Well, Dan, um, th- I want to say thank you so much. Again, you are the, um, you're the uh, founder and chairman of Eon Reality um, on the web at eonreality.com. That's E-O-N reality.com. Uh, and, and one thing I'd encourage someone to do is go watch the videos so you can see exactly uh, what Eon is doing because uh, it's very, very exciting. And, and listen, I, I, I could tell you who's going to win over the next few years, and that's consumers and, and industry. Uh, I think uh, what's going to be coming ahead and the accessibility and, you know, just the, the, the new uses that we haven't even thought of yet, I think it's just going to be so exciting uh, to, to see what the future holds. So thank you for uh, making the future reality, Dan. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a good one. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.